Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Surrey City Council said the school shortage in that community has hit crisis stage. And if present trends continue, there could be nearly 400 portables in the city by September of this year. Now, remember, the NDP government promised to get rid of portables when they were first elected in 2017. Now, the government has built or is in the process of building 16 new schools and additions, which would add 10,000 new spaces in the city. But that's still isn't enough. Joining me now to discuss the issue of portables, non-disclosure agreements, and yes, Surrey policing is Mayor Brenda Locke. Mayor Locke, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Now, when you look at education, it's a provincial responsibility. Generally, mayors and councillors stick to um, municipal issues. Uh, What compelled you to comment on Surrey's schools? Well, you know, I wish we could stick to uh, stick to the Surrey story, Um, but unfortunately, part of the challenge for us is the demand for growth, the demand for new housing, part of uh, the housing crisis that the Premier is talking about and dealing with that has impacted infrastructure in so many ways in Surrey, and uh, schools are certainly one of them. And uh, in Surrey, we have 77,000 kids in our school district. That is significantly more than anywhere else. The challenge is the pressure for us uh, to build more and more housing is now starting to be impacted by the uh, impact it's having on some of our schools. We have schools, Jazz, that are 160% occupied. This is not, this is not good for Surrey students. Mm-hmm. Now, the Ministry of Education says, look, that we spent over half a billion dollars on Surrey schools since 2017, that they are building, mm-hmm. building as fast as we can. Is this a question of uh, a greater emphasis and focus on Surrey in your mind, even though, as you know, uh, the ministry and government's going to face pressure from many other municipalities in Metro Vancouver and say, look, we're growing pretty fast as well. We need schools too. Yeah, you know, Surrey, there's only a few school districts that are actually growing. So I don't think they're going to hear that from Vancouver or or Richmond or Burnaby. Those aren't growing school districts. We are, and we're uh, growing very, very rapidly. So um, I think it's it's a lot different when it comes to schools. Uh, on infrastructure generally, I would I, I would agree with you, but not when it comes to schools. There's only a handful of school districts that are growing. We are one of them, and it has been like this for a long time. We have been talking about the portable crisis in Surrey for a long time. In fact, I remember government saying they were going to get rid of, this government said they were going to get rid of portables. I don't know that that's even our goal. It's, I mean, it's, it's lofty, but it's just our schools are at capacity and then some. I mean, I, I never thought I'd uh, I'd uh, be around for the day where we started talking about double-decker portables. I mean, it really is yeah. um, uh, quite uh, quite shocking. Uh, you know, this doesn't happen without growth, and I think your community grows by about 1,500 new residents per month. Uh, in regards mm-hmm. to uh, housing approvals, which you would know very well, which you have to deal with on a regular basis, uh, this isn't going to stop in regards to growth in Surrey, I'm assuming. 
No, and it isn't, and, and that's at the bequest of, the, of Metro Vancouver. The regional growth strategy for this area is very, very directed at south of the Fraser. So it's Surrey, Langley, and North Delta. We are where the growth of this whole area is going to be. And uh, so with that, obviously, um, is the challenge with infrastructure and schools in our area. I can tell you, uh, we have a very young community. It's for anybody who's been here on the weekends, you'll know our, our parks and our fields are, are full of uh, kids and youth. And uh so schools are a, a very, very large part of the equation for infrastructure in our city. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I have you here, I did want to ask you a couple of questions uh, just in regards to policing. Uh, there was conversation the last 24 hours or so that uh, you would have to sign a non-disclosure agreement, an NDA, which some would argue is a common thing when it, when it comes to looking at uh, sensitive documents, uh, when it comes to uh, the government, uh, because some of this information you do not want uh, uh, ever to be out uh, because you don't want the bad guys to, to have uh, information on staffing. Uh, I just want to get a sense of where are we on this? Are you going to be signing an NDA to, to actually look at that report that the uh, province uh, did uh, did provide? You know, first of all, I'll tell you, I see sensitive material every single day, Jeff. I am the, uh, I am the chair of the Surrey Police Board. I see it in my role as the mayor. I already... Um, have my own um, my own sign off on things that I have to adhere to, and of course we have closed meetings. All of council does, but um, yeah, the problem is we didn't have an NDA before us. And I heard yesterday, and I was disappointed to hear this, quite frankly. I heard yesterday the solicitor general say, "All I have to do is sign the NDA." Well, the fact of the matter is, we don't have the NDA. That is being worked out between the lawyers, between the province and the city of Surrey lawyers. It's not something that is in front of me to sign. And I found that um, rather uh, disappointing. And either he doesn't know, or he's, he, he just doesn't understand that it is the lawyers that are working on the NDA. We still don't have it yet. I do understand that the wording is getting um, addressed as we speak, Mm -hmm. and hopefully we will have that finalized today. But there's lots more to it than just sign off. We're talking about um, indemnification for our staff who have to look at it. We're talking about our need as a city to provide the transparency we want to provide to our residents. But certainly we understand since sensitive issues and how they have to be protected. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about that. So just to say if you don't sign it, I mean, from what I can tell, it looks like you're gonna, there's going to be wording there that you would be able to sign. But if you weren't able to be able to sign, does that mean council can't look at, look at it either then? That is, uh, I don't know all the specifics about that until we get it back from uh, the lawyers, mm-hmm. because there's a there's all kinds of complications to it, not just about any one of us, Wonder if only one of us doesn't sign. If you're a counselor and I'm chairing a meeting, I have to let you speak. I have to let you enter that. I can't say you didn't sign the NDA. You can't come into a closed meeting. There's so many complications that we have to also explore that relate to the community charter and how we deal uh, with that and what our lawyers are now going to say. This, um, to me, was not 
necessary. We already have the checks and balances. As I said, I see sensitive information every day. I am quite used to seeing confidential information. I am used to being in closed meetings and know the implications of me disclosing anything out of closed. I understand that. So does every single one of our counsellors. So um, will we sign the NDA if it uh, if it meets all the checks and balances we need, which um, includes the indemnification for our staff, not even for council, for our staff that have to write the reports and also uh, so that we can uh, make sure that our residents understand what is in that report. That is uh, critical. Final question, when will the policing situation in your mind be settled? Can it be done by the end of June or can we expect this well into summer and even the fall of this conversation to continue? Oh boy, Jazz, every time we talk, <laughs> I, I, I usually say it. it's two weeks, it's two weeks. You know, realistically, it absolutely can happen by the end of June. It could have happened by the end of December if the government had respected the wishes of the city of Surrey. And the reality is both the minister and the premier have stated that it is, it is the responsibility and it is the right of the city of Surrey to choose their police force, so we're going to hold them to that, and we're going to uh, we're going to get this report, and we'll see uh, what happens moving forward. But you know what? We're working as fast as we can. It's it has been the solicitor general that waited till the 28th of April to uh, provide any information. So, are you open to having the SPS as the police force for Surrey, or do you still think uh, it would take uh, a lot of information? Uh, to convince you? Are you still of the mind that it still should be our CMP before reading this report? Well, I haven't got any reason to change my mind, that's for sure. I haven't seen anything in the report, the redacted report. I haven't had anything of any substance from the Surrey Police Service that would make me change my mind. Absolutely not. And then when I look at the uh, fiscal reality, uh, this is this is not uh, a good a good idea for Surrey. So, uh, no, I have no reason to change to the SPF. Brenda, thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to having you on the show for an extended conversation in a few weeks. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. Bye now.